a podcast for artists to grow and learn the real truth of being a creative entrepreneur. The Vero Podcast, hosted by Kelly Berry. Hello. Hi, Laura. Hi. Uh, so, obviously, your work is, I mean, for me, you've been, I've followed your work for so long now, and um, I have admired you and your work, and I think it's just absolutely stunning. So for those of you that don't know, Laura is a fine art wedding photographer. She shoots predominantly film and or mostly, would you say all film or predominantly film? How would you say that? Predominantly film. I definitely shoot digital, but it's rare. Yeah. Yeah. So I would just love to give people a little bit of an insight of you and your career and how you got started. Yeah, so I actually have a background in interior design. I kind of wanted to do something creative. I um, come from a family who has always been involved in antiques. So for me, I gravitated towards like the history of antiques and, and interior design was something that really interested me. So I that's so cool decided. Yeah, it was really cool. So I decided to kind of take that path and then soon realized that it really wasn't what I thought it was. It was more about planning and budgets and working around what other people wanted. And I didn't really feel like I had the creative freedom that I thought I would. Mm -hmm. So in the meantime, I had gotten a camera because I was really young and I wanted people to take me seriously. And in order to get a job opportunity, I needed to have strong portfolio work. Through this and trying to figure out how to use my new camera, I started to photograph family members. And um, back then, the only means of really sharing this type of stuff was through Facebook. And um, my cousin posted some pictures that I had taken of her. And it wasn't really something. I wasn't ever planning to photograph people. It Mm -hmm. was just like trying to figure out what I was doing with this. Mm -hmm. So I... um, I posted those on Facebook and soon got a lot of inquiries for other people wanting to take it. And I was just like, this is really crazy. I mean, it's cool, but it wasn't really how I was intending to use this camera. It was more so like a vehicle for me to display my work as a designer. So I started to photograph her family, her friends, not her family. I'd already done that. It was just like, I really feel kind of obsessed with, figuring out more and like getting to do it more and to be able to capture those interactions between like a parent and their new child or Mm -hmm, something like that was mm -hmm. starting to click with me. And then I had an opportunity to photograph a wedding and I was just like, you know, this is never going to work. Like I can't shoot a wedding. That's too much. Mm -hmm. And the groom was just like, no, you know, we really, really want you and we don't have a huge budget, but like we, we think that we can make this work. Mm -hmm. And, I decided I would do it for super, super cheap and just to kind of get experience because he didn't, I mean, of course he wanted beautiful photos, but I think he also kind of knew I didn't have an experience doing it. So it wasn't as much pressure as you might think it would be. Right. Yeah. So I, I did that wedding and it was literally the complete opposite of what I would consider my style. And it's not to say that it wasn't a beautiful wedding. Um, but it was like really emotional at home because I almost felt like, gosh, this is what I'm supposed to do. Mm-hmm. That's amazing. That's kind of, so it was really cool. And I felt like, I felt like I was being called to be a part of that and mm-hmm. started 
just like really delving into how I could make it work and what I could do to get started in shooting weddings as a career. Mm-hmm. Well, and I think it's so cool because, you know, you talk to a lot of creative people and I think it's, it's, it's interesting to hear everybody's story because everybody has a little bit of a different story, but oh, of course they have different stories, but it's so interesting to me that they have this pivotal moment where they just know they're like, this is, this is, I just know that I'm supposed to do this. I too had a very similar experience. So it's just so cool to kind of hear everybody's story. And, and I think as you're saying it, like, you know, like every time that I tell that story in my life, it's like, I know it feels like I sound kind of cheesy when I say that I'm like, but it's not, I mean, it's, it's genuinely how I was feeling at the time. So I, I think it's so cool for all of us as creatives to have stories where, I mean, maybe it's just because we're all, uh, you know, that use that side of our brain a lot stronger and Mm -hmm. we're more emotional and passionate and those kinds of things. So we just listen to the, our gut feelings more, but that's really cool that, um, you had that, you had such an emotional experience. Yeah. I mean, I definitely agree. I think that intuitive was our feelings and that's what makes us have the ability to photograph people that are experiencing, you know, these milestones in their lives, Mm -hmm. able to capture that. Absolutely. Absolutely. Well, that's, that's really neat. And obviously you've built this beautiful career and are, you know, living out um, and traveling and and getting to do some really amazing things. So I think uh, you're doing a great job. Thank you. Yeah, absolutely. So I, I always like to talk to people. I feel like your work especially is, is very creative and I think it's emotional, it's passionate, it's all those things I was just talking about. So I'd love to kind of hear about, and I, and I'm definitely more personal work as far as what I'm, what I'm saying is, is how you get inspired and how you feel, um, how, how your creative process works and how you create images, like personal images that, um, you know, you have in your portfolio? Um, so I feel like I'm really inspired about by what's around me and like sights and smells and atmospheres. So sometimes, I mean, I guess if I were to create a shoot with other industry um, professionals, you mean like outside of weddings, right? Yeah, outside of weddings. Yeah. So um, I'd say it usually comes from it's like a single such as like a gown that one of us has like fallen in love with and will be like, Oh my gosh, can we do a shoot? Mm-hmm. And, uh, or a location that you found or just an idea that you're inspired by. It could be something really simple mm-hmm. and then just kind of grow on that and build a team that you feel can really bring out the best in you. Like, right. other, like people, like you wouldn't want to bring on a floral, a floral designer or, a makeup artist and then tell them what you want them to do. Right. Because I like the, like some of my favorite images, uh, well, I guess I can back up a little. I did a shoot with Sarah from Wedding Sparrow and she had a concept for her brand, but it was really kind of, I mean, sort of vague. I mean, she knew what she wanted, but she also didn't really give us much direction. She, mm-hmm. she hired people that trusted and mm-hmm. it was really cool not to have an agenda. And we, she said, is there a location that you really wanted to shoot at? And I had saved up and she some, somehow miraculous 
promise location that I had saved on Pinterest from like, gosh knows how long. <laughs> and we did a shoot there and we didn't have a table set up. We didn't have invitations. We didn't have any sort of timeline. We just had a model, some beautiful gowns and an awesome team. Mm-hmm. And those images really, oh, the I feel like the images are strong because all of us were in our element. We had the music going, we were in a beautiful place and we were just, no one was really taking themselves too seriously. We were all doing what we we do best. And no one was saying like, oh, that's not a good idea or that doesn't fit the mood. And sometimes I can find myself obsessing over this sense in this story. And it's like, sometimes things don't really need to make sense. Right. And I was, I'm updating my website currently, putting together that shoot, which I haven't looked at in years. And I was thinking to myself, like, none of this makes any sense. Like, none of it coordinates together, but it's some of my favorite images. And I think that they will always be some of my favorite images because we had that freedom to really be ourselves and put ourselves in a position where we were in an environment that we with vendors that we loved that we didn't really feel like we needed to say, like, actually, we hoped it would be more like this. You know, we mm-hmm. kind of all just showed up and gave it our best. And I think that's really what you need to do. Yeah. Absolutely. Absolutely. Well, I think that that's, um, and it's so interesting because I think sometimes you can plan shoots out and really go above and beyond. And it just is kind of a flop, you know, and you're like, this is just not what I thought, (laughs) what I was expecting it to be. So it's, well, I think, sorry, no, 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 go ahead. Well, I was just going to say, I think so often we try to fit ourselves like into a box. that's not the right size. Mm -hmm. You know what I'm saying? Like we'll say, Oh, we want to see this featured here, or we want to see this here. And we'll do things to try to make our work something that it's not. Yeah. And I think that's what, when you're able to create the most beautiful imagery is when you feel in your element and you're not trying to please anyone else. Right. 110%. I think that's so true. So, so true. Well, I think, um, you know, we talked about this before, but this industry specifically is, I think, what is the saying that comparison is the thief of joy? I think that's the saying. And it's so true. And I think in this industry, I think being an artist in general, it's, so hard to not compare yourself to other people, whether that be your work or whether that be what they're doing with their business or, you know, whatever. So, I mean, I just, I just, I know, I just feel like it's such a, it's such a tough thing. Do you feel like you've had to deal with that? Oh my goodness. Yeah. I constantly feel that way. Um, especially with all of the top photographer lists Mm -hmm. and opportunities. And it's like, these are your friends and you want to really be able to lift them up and be excited for them. But it's really easy to get yourself down or maybe even just jealousy. And it's not so much that you are feeling negatively towards those in our industry, but it's like, gosh, why didn't I get that opportunity? Why was not picked for that? And I think that we all really feel that. And I've had to really just like take a step back sometimes and say, you know, social media and like the things that are on our highlight reel don't really define our success or who we are. And we have to just really push those negatives out and use that frustration more motivation to be better. And, mm-hmm. and if that's in your work or if that's in, um, just being a good person, like I would challenge people 
that feel that way to just flip flop that. And instead of saying, oh my gosh, so-and-so did this and this, oh, I wanted to work with that planner. Well, you reach out to that person and say, you're killing it. Like, mm-hmm. this is amazing. And I feel like I've tried to have that um, outlook on it. me feel a lot better because there's everyone's good different things and we can't all have everything and we can't all have the same opportunities and it's we don't know what everyone's dealing with and what they're going through and it's really really hard not to to put yourself down and I think it's important that we all kind of stray from that and try to use our energy to push each other and make each other better absolutely absolutely and I think that it's, you know, that kind of goes into, um, you know, kind of our next question is, is what do you feel the industry, you know, really needs more of? And I think that is uh, definitely something that the industry needs more of for sure. Oh my gosh, totally. They definitely go hand in hand. I feel like we all management and there's just, everyone says constant mark is oversaturated and this and that and the other, but there's so many people getting married. There's so many opportunities for us to all be doing creative things in different parts of the, the industry. You know. And in photography, like we have so many different types of things we can be good at. Oh, absolutely. And I just feel like, you know, referring each other versus feeling jealousy or resentment towards someone for getting a job that you should gotten. Like we need to just be better about being good to each other and commenting on each other, other's Instagram, sending text messages with encouraging words and, you know, doing everything we can to help each other because what good is it going to do if we isolate ourselves and only try to back ourselves up if it's for us? Like, no one's going to like you. No one's going to want to hang out with you. No one's going to job. Like, you just want to, you just, you want to have a good personality and a good outlook on things and I feel like if you're easy to work with and you're constantly being positive, people are going to notice that and they're going to want to give you more opportunities. And, you know, even things don't come on right when you want them. Everything comes with time. So, like, everything we want now, now, now. Mm-hmm. Like, we just need to keep doing what we're good at and keep pushing each other to be positive. And- well, yeah, I think even with, like, you know, the things of with, like, rising tide and um, – you know, community over competition and like all that stuff. I think it's so, I don't want to say easy to say, I mean, I feel like with that whole movement, it was something that people were so on board with and they're, you know, so uh, they loved the idea of it. But the reality of the situation is, is that it wasn't something that and that's what I think for me, I was a part of Rising Tide. I was a leader in my area for a while. And I just felt like it wasn't really what it made itself out to believe it was. And I feel like the morals and ethics of behind the movement were great, but I just don't think they were executed right. So I think it's just at the end of the day, you know, you you need to be that person to set the example. And you need to be that person that, you know, reaches out to other photographers and says, you know, whether they're your competition or, you know, even if they're not, you know, maybe if they're way above you or way below you or whatever, like you need to be supportive and set that, set that example and, you know, be that person that you want 
people to be to you. You know, I completely agree. Yeah. yeah. Now we can move on to the topic, which I know you love talking about is social media. And uh, it's kind of one of those things for me, it's a double ended sword because I feel like I can. <laughs> when Instagram stories came out, it was like, and I don't know if you use Snapchat at all, but I, you know, Snapchat, I have like a very small list of like family members and friends that I would send stuff to. But once Instagram stories came out, it was like, I kind of put myself out there like so much. And there's so many great people. And I know we talked about this too, that do that. And I can't necessarily say if I think it, and I know we talked about this too, but every brand is different and everybody does things differently. And um, I feel like I have the problem where finding that balance of sharing too much, sharing not enough, like using it as a marketing tool, using it to connect with people. It's like this platform that can be used for so many things and using it the right way. Have you have you run into that issue? Totally. I feel like it's really hard to stay on top of like all of the vast changes that social media, especially Instagram, have evolved to be. Like they just they make it easier to connect with people. But I feel like for businesses it's really hard to engage people. I mean Maybe it is for me. I don't know that it is for everyone, but mm-hmm. I have a hard time separating personal and business and then um, to make sense. Like, mm-hmm. I don't feel like me as a person really defines my brand. Right. And it's really often that I meet people and they're like, you're so different than what I thought you were going to be like. And mm-hmm. I'm like, what did you think I was going to be like? And, you know, sometimes people will say, like, I thought you were going to be really cool and timid and articulate and I'm none of those things I literally hang out with my cats all day (laughs) and (laughs) and I really like trashy tv and I'm living in rural Virginia so I think it's really funny to see how people can perceive you from your brand and I don't necessarily think that they need to really correlate. So, I mean, I think there's some people that are really, really good at it. And mm-hmm. they are so different. And I feel like in a lot of ways, I am similar in the way that I decorate and the things I like to shoot, the things I'm attracted to. Mm-hmm. But I think that my personality, um, I think what a lot of people think when they look at my imagery is that they think that I am quiet because I have the ability to capture stillness and emotion. Mm-hmm. And I think that the reason I'm able to do is because I'm very vocal with my clients and I'm not afraid to tell them, Hey, shake it out. Like I want to feel super duper comfortable. Mm -hmm. And if I was just a fly on the wall, I think I'd get those same expressions. So I think for me, even though I'm going a little off topic, I I really do struggle with, okay, how can I be personable enough on Instagram and stories to where people get to know me, but then still represent my brand. Because right. I don't know that a lot of the clients are finding me through banners and they aren't really connecting with me as much as my work. So I'm not really probably the best person to talk to about this because mm-hmm. I'm still kind of struggling with it as well. But oh, well, um, I think it's a for, I mean, I don't think that there's one person that could really say, I feel like I have a complete handle on social media because it's just too it's just too fast fast changing 
And it's just evolving so quickly, you know? Yeah. And another thing is it's really, really hard with social media not to put pressure on yourself. And I know we kind of touched on earlier, but to measure your own success or self-worth by like, like your last post or commented or how many followers you've got. And it kind of sucks that, um, that we measure our success in that way. Mm-hmm. And I feel like I keep kind of going in circles. We just need to, you know, remind ourselves at the end of the day that we just need to be good at what we do, be good people. And I think we focus a little bit too much on that, to be honest. Yeah. Yeah. I, I mean, I completely agree. I think that, um, you know, and it's hard because I think that what we do is so, it's such a personal thing, just coming from the perspective of what you're giving to your clients and the experience that you have with them. And so, and, and the fact that it's a very, I mean, it's very personal thing because you're the one that's creating this uh, memorable experience for your clients. And so it's, it's hard to mix those like emotions and feelings into like regular business practice. Because if you talk to someone, you know, I don't know, that's an, Wall Street in New York, you know, that have no emotion in their business and it's just sheer black and white. I mean, it's like, it's like an, it's like a no brainer kind of a thing. It's just business, you know, it's, and I think that it's hard to being in this industry to kind of apply those same, um, rules and I don't want to say rules, but those same principles to that, you know, a business person would, um, because it is so personal, you know, I mean, it's, it's hard. Agree. I completely agree. Yeah. It's, it's just tough. I mean, I think, you know, and like I said, move going into our next question, you know, about sharing personal life, um, with your viewers and with social on social media and, um, you know, if that's, if that's a good idea or not, I mean, I think that that's, you know, there's so many different perspectives and ways that you could look at it. And I mean, I just like I just did another interview with somebody who shares so much of their personal life and so much of their, um, you know, business on Instagram and social media. And that works for them. And that's so great. And I think that that should be you should. I mean, this is my opinion, but I think you should represent your brand the way that you feel it needs to be represented not the way that mm-hmm. anybody else feels, um, you know, about it. And yeah. it's just, I think that in today's age, it's just, I know, I mean, I know we did talk about this a little bit, but it's just hard to kind of um, differentiate like what you should be sharing and what what you should have. I don't want to say should it be, but, you know, you know what I mean? Yeah, I know exactly what you mean. And honestly, I think it just depends on your personality and what you're comfortable with Mm -hmm. I remember like 10 years ago I used to blog on a regular basis every day and I would share all of these personal things because it was down your throat that your brand was you Mm -hmm. and this was really before I recognized I had a specific vision or a style and it was really weird to be public and someone come up to you and be like how's your cat right (laughs) No, your cat, and that was really uncomfortable for me because uh-huh. 
it's like crap. You feel like you're just like kind of something. And then these people are actually reading it. It's scary. Yeah. Um, so for me, I don't personally feel comfortable with sharing a lot of personal things. I try my best to share things that I feel um, passionate about, like our house. We just moved in a year ago and it's a work in progress still. We built it from the ground up, but it's, I mean, it's finished. Like we live here, mm-hmm. but there's a lot of little things that I keep wanting to do. And it's still pretty empty. So I like sharing about that and I don't mind sharing that, but at the same time, like I don't really want to share about like my husband and I and like what we plan to do this weekend. Right. I don't know. Like I feel like for me when he comes, like I just want to be with him. Like Mm -hmm. I don't want to worry about photographing our dinner and posting it on social media. And I'm not saying that's wrong. Right. But for me, it just doesn't fit into my lifestyle. Right. Right. And there's nothing wrong with that. I mean, I don't think that, you know, it's uh, it's something not as a good or bad thing. And I think it all just depends. And like I told you about before, you know, I spoke with Sarah, with Wedding Sparrow on the same topic. And, and she said something to me that I felt was um, so on point. And, you know, she just said, she said, I made the decision to be a brand and not an influencer. And I think that, and like we were talking about earlier, I think that that could be perceived in so many different ways and, and so many people could argue against it and, and that's, that's okay. But I think at the end of the day, for me, that really resonated just because I feel like you really kind of have to know your, who you're marketing to and who you're not marketing to. And I think I completely agree. Yeah. And I think that that is, you know, a personal decision. And I think that, and, and I don't want to get anything twisted here. Like I'm a very authentic person and I don't think that that, and I think you are too. And I don't think that takes away any authenticity of us as people or as a brand or as a business, I mean, I think you can still be very authentic and not share every single person, every, th- every single thing that you do on a daily basis. I don't I think- agree. Yeah. And so I think when some people might hear that, I think you, I think they could argue and say that, well, then you're just not being authentic. And I just, I just don't believe that to be true because I think that authenticity is being who you really are. And that's a part of who you really are. And, um, you know, I think that that's the beautiful thing about this industry and we have the opportunity to do that and not do that. But I don't think that anybody should be frowned upon for, for not doing that, if that makes any sense. You're totally right. You're totally right. Yeah. I mean, I think that I do agree in a sense that, you know, a lot of articles I've read and podcasts I've listened to. They say that if you show your face more on social media, that it it causes people to put more trust in you. And Mm -hmm. I can totally see how that would work. Yeah. And I think that it is working for a lot of people. But I also don't feel like that's the only way that people are going to trust you. No. Um, And I feel like there is a lot of pressure to do things that push you out of your comfort zone that maybe you shouldn't do. I mean. You kind of just have to pick your battles, I guess. And yeah. for me, I really struggle with, um, I mean, just this podcast is like really hard for me to do. Like, I don't feel like 
I'm an expert in anything and I certainly don't want to like record every move that I make because I'm just, I try to be humble and I try to try to just be real and I try to take things in one thing at a time. Yeah. And um, so I well, couldn't agree you more. Yeah. Well, and I think that you need to take a minute and, you know, respect yourself for that because I think that there's so many people, you know, who are the quote unquote eye of success and, uh, you know, they're doing things a certain way, but that doesn't necessarily mean that that's the way to do it for everybody. And I just think that being who you really are and being okay with that is something that, I mean, being okay with who you really are is, is, is really hard for people. And I think that especially, as far as what they're creating, I think that people have a strong, and we didn't talk about this before, but just kind of came on my mind, but just as like from a creative aspect and people who are seeing what others are doing and seeing what their mentors or people they look up to are doing, and they just kind of regurgitate that. And they're kind of taking the creativity out of this art in general. And this is totally my opinion, but I kind of feel like throughout this process of planning these workshops, that's something that I've seen a lot of. And so it's it's something that, especially there's a few people specifically I can think of attendees that really seemed, it's funny because they would seem really confident, but then you go through and you go through their work and you go sit down with them and go through their creative process and talk about like, you know, what inspires them and how they, you know, what personal work they shoot and, um, you know, all those different kinds of questions. And you realize that they're just doing certain things just because that's what they think that they should be doing. Does that make sense? Mm -hmm. Totally. And I feel like we kind of all did that at this point. For me, I know that when I started shooting film, Jose was one of the only other people shooting film that had actually done something his career mm-hmm. and I mean I know that there were others doing it but he'd really made himself and at the beginning I feel like a lot of people can just feel like okay well I need to go to his workshop and I need to do I need to do whatever he's doing and right. that's how I'm going to be successful really trying is once you go to the workshop or once I mean when you meet Jose like the coolest most down-to-earth honestly good person I love him but like He's just doing him. Mm-hmm. And I that he's not, I mean, he's definitely got a magic touch, but he's not doing special. Like he just is doing what he's good at. And I think once you're able to peel back layers, everyone has something that they're really, really good at. I don't always realize it because they're so busy to do something else that they think they're supposed to do. Mm-hmm. Well, and uh, I, and I hope you're comfortable talking about this, but like, I kind of have felt that way with the film industry in general. Like, I feel like, you know, you are obviously one of the top contenders in this industry as far as film goes as well. And I think that a lot of a lot of people, when film got really popular, I kind of felt like it was one of those things that it was just jumping. People were just jumping on the bandwagon where they just felt like it was something that if they did that, then that was going to be a ticket for them to be successful. And Mm -hmm. it's so unfortunate because I love the film process. I'm actually about to buy my first contacts, which I'm, yeah, I'm so excited about it. But I mean, I did film in college. I did a year of film and was in the dark room and processed all my own stuff. And so I think that 
I had like a really, some I sound really stupid, but like kind of like a more emotional connection with it. Cause those were like really, you know, emotional, emotional time for me in general. So the process was always something that I really loved and talking to different attendees, it was, I'm like, okay, well, why do you, why are you shooting film? You know, like what's your, you know, and not that you have to have, I'm not saying that you have to have an overly emotional connection with it to, in order to shoot it. I'm just saying that, I mean, it's obviously a huge investment and, um, financially, And so I just was curious as to, you know, why people or why certain attendees were going in that direction. And I got a lot of answers just saying, well, that's just, that's just what everybody's doing. You know, like that's just, Mm -hmm. and I'm like, okay, if someone told you to jump off a bridge, like, would you do it? I mean, and I think that people felt like, well, I, in order to take good photos, I have to shoot, I have to shoot film. And I'm like, you should be able to take a good photo with, any kind of equipment. I mean, I feel like that's not the kind of equipment that you have shouldn't decipher. Of course, you need good equipment to shoot, you know, weddings and whatever. But like, I'm just saying that I think that you're really it's 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 not the camera taking the photo. You know what I mean? Like, mm-hmm. you have to kind of like, I don't know, you have to be able to uh I don't know. I just think that it's just something. I know exactly. You know what I'm saying? Like, I know exactly what you mean. And it's really, really funny that you say that because I haven't had a conversation with the bride in a long time where they asked me about film. Mm -hmm. And when I'm speaking with brides over the phone or a video call or whatever we're doing, ask them a couple of questions about photography because I feel like so many times our names can be thrown in a bucket and we, I mean, I feel really lucky to be known as a top photographer or whatever you want to call it. So I do get great opportunities, but sometimes it's not a good fit. So it's really interesting for me to kind of speak with brides and ask them, like, what drew you to my work and right. what are you looking for in photography? And sometimes it completely resonates and I'm like, yep, we're a good one. Mm-hmm. And, and there's other times where it's like, well, I really want someone that shoots film. And it's like, but why? Why do you want someone that shoots And I think that maybe photographers are on that because so many brides, like I feel like two or three years ago, every bride I had a phone call with would be like, do you shoot film? Do you shoot film? And no one commissions an artist and says, what type of paint are you using? Right. And so, and it's the same thing. It's the same thing. It's the same thing. So when a bride asks me, like, I want to say, which I would never say because I don't think this is a very kind way to put it, but I want to say, well, do you like my work? That's not really the tool I use to get those images doesn't really matter. It's how you feel about the images. Can you imagine yourself in those images? Right. And um, I think that it is cool to be a film photographer and like people kind of frown on uh, digital, but there's some digital photographers that are amazing. Amazing. The grass is always greener on the other side. Right. (laughs) I know. I don't know. I can totally relate because I feel like when, I mean, I got in at a point where there weren't a lot of people shooting film. And so I didn't really feel that push as much. It was more inclusive, like, ooh, what is this? How do I do it? And I was just, I love just doing something that was and. I love the nostalgic quality of it because I'm so old things and history and European and just like, you know, all that good feeling, all that stuff. And for me, film was very, it really with my aesthetic. And um, I think I can totally see how it would work. So 
people, but there's a lot of people who they'll describe to me like what they want and what they don't want. And it's like, well, why are you shooting film? If you can't like make it work budget wise, if you can't not booking weddings, like don't shoot it just to shoot it because you think you should Right. shoot it because it makes sense for you and your business. Right. And, you know, tell the difference half the time anymore because I feel like some shooting films. So, um, I mean, everyone does so differently, but some people are shooting film. Gosh, I don't know the proper terminology, but like they'll shoot everything technically correct mm-hmm. by the book, and then they'll have it scanned on an Aritzu. And honest to God, I can't even tell if it's film or not. Right. And I know that's probably terrible, but I'm like, if you're struggling in your business and you can't afford it, I don't see what harm it does if you're choosing a tool that works for you, as long right. as you're able to still get rid imagery that you feel something right and and that's what I think that a lot of people uh a lot of photographers are struggling with the fact that they're not they're you they're not using it as a tool you know they're using it as you know a means to get successful and I just it's just that's just not your your mind body and soul does that you know I mean that's and I, I think it's really hard for people to decipher the difference and I think that that's something that I try to really instill um in the attendees when they come to the workshop and it's it's just so important it's so important to me to make sure that they walk away knowing that and I think that it's it's there's one girl in particular uh, that comes to mind that she came into the workshop and I don't want to say I deterred her from shooting film by any means, but she just didn't happen. It's almost like you could see her mind like working um, when I was asking her these questions and she was like, well, maybe I shouldn't do it. Or it's not that she shouldn't do it, but maybe that's not a, just such a defining of my, of who I am or what that makes, what that, if that makes me an artist or not. And that's the mm-hmm. other thing that, and we're kind of going, sorry, I'm like kind of going off on a tangent, but. Oh, you're Okay. But it's also, I think, that a lot of creatives these days are not labeling themselves as artists. They're just labeling themselves as people who take photos. And I think that that's something that really um, is a killer of their work. I mean, because I'm sure you could agree that the more storyline and and the more passion and, and emotion that you have in any shoot or wedding or you know, anything, and oh, the images always seem to come alive more, at least for me. And whether it be a client that you just have a really strong connection with, and they're like, oh my God, you know, I just had one of those that, and maybe it's because you just want to work harder for them because you are feel connected to them, or whether it's a storyline you're really connected to, or anything like that. And I, I think that in today's, I don't know if it's because there's so many photographers or or what but I think it's just it's kind of just losing its its uh artistry if that makes sense mm-hmm. so. yeah well I agree and then things like Pinterest Instagram and all of it like I love them as tools but it makes it for people to lose sight of what they really like and they can get distracted by what others are doing and mm-hmm. or not even about what others are doing but just all things that are happening that they really decide of why they do it in the first place. Mm-hmm. Absolutely. A hundred percent. So back to you, um, you travel a ton and 
I travel all over the world and I think that people have a tendency to think that it's a super glamorous thing and I don't travel nearly as much as you do, but I just know every time I do travel, I have to take a full pack of Advil with me because my back gets so (laughs) messed up because I'm carrying like all my equipment. Um, Oh gosh. Yeah. So I'd love to do for you just to kind of talk about, you know, how you handle that and how you balance traveling and, and being away from home and, and all that good stuff. That's a good question. I think that when I first started doing destination weddings, I had this preconceived notion that this was like the most glamorous way I could possibly be a wedding photographer. And I really kind of all my eggs in that basket to make it work. Mm -hmm. And what I soon realized, was this is not easy and I would much rather do weddings at home than um, get on a plane gone for like a week at a time or a couple of days even mm-hmm. you're just worn out so I had to really take a step back figure out what I was going to do and come up with a system that was going to work and it's like so incredibly grateful and I feel oftentimes I just have to kind of back and say like thank you I'm I feel really lucky that I have opportunity to see and do the things that I do to be able to celebrate in people's events. But what I have to do is I have to take care of myself and I have to take care of my family in order to do a good job for them. Mm-hmm. So you really have to, you really have to make it work um, in terms of, okay, nobody wants to talk about money, but everyone wants to do destination weddings and people automatically start to discount in order to get them, mm-hmm. which I understand. Like you're not going to get there until you have one. Mm-hmm. Able- but don't get in that habit because what you're going to find out is you're losing so much money. Like you don't think about all the additional costs. Like, okay, yeah, there's obvious things like your overnight accommodations and your flight. But what about your airport transfer or your Uber, your taxis, mm-hmm, like the, mm-hmm. throughout the entire trip, they add up so quickly. Food at the airport, it's like $50 mm-hmm. for a salad, I feel like. Yes. <laughs> it's so <laughs> true. It's so expensive. Like, yeah. It's like 10 times more. And then, and then you if you have to pay for an assistant, too. Oh, my gosh. Well, I won't fly international without an assistant. Like, yes. I just can't. Yes. Um, so I feel like you have to really figure out how much is this realistically going to cost you mm-hmm. and then put that on top of what your baseline is that you need to make because it's hurting everyone when people aren't charging enough for destination weddings. Mm-hmm. And it's a luxury. It's a luxury to have a photographer flying for your wedding. So I feel like we, the next thing is you really need to take care of yourself. You can't, Make the mistakes I've made. I mean, you can, but you're going to regret it. But I'm telling you, please don't fly to Europe, shoot something, and then fly home. Just go to Europe. Right. (laughs) Go in, get some sleep, get on the time schedule, then shoot the event. Mm -hmm. Um, Take a day or two for yourself because if you're sleepy, if you're, you know, not on your routine, that's really going to affect how good of a job you're going to do for your client. hundred percent. And I feel like I'm the type of person, I don't know if you ever feel this way, but sometimes, I mean, I'm so inspired. I know I'm using Europe as an example because that's my favorite place to travel and yeah. to shoot. But um, I don't know about you, but when I visit a new venue, I am, I can be really overwhelmed in mm-hmm. a really good way. Mm-hmm. And if I don't take the time that I need to kind of collect myself and to take it all in. And if I just like went ahead straight 
from landing into work, I don't think I could really do anything justice because I need to take a step back, evaluate the situation and say, okay, I love all this, but we can't incorporate all this in the story. Right. So be able to maybe check in the venue a day before or like just like clear your head so mm-hmm. that you can walk the day and feel super duper inspired and relaxed so that you can be in your element and do a good job. And I think that that's really the best way to go into it. And then just having a system, like figuring out what kind of bags you need. I know that sounds dumb, but like knowing, okay, well, if I do this, I need to have this many bags. I need to have this many people. Right. It it makes it a lot easier and a lot less stressful when you have a routine that you, you just continually do. That works versus, and I mean, it it takes a couple of times to figure out what's going to work and not everything that I do is going to work for somebody else, Mm -hmm. but I'd be happy to like go into extreme detail if needed during the workshop and, um, just kind of go over what I do for those types of events. Yeah. Definitely. If you've got a strong husband, bring him and make him carry all your stuff. Yeah. That's where it's at. (laughs) That is where it's at. Recommend. Number one tip. Yes, 100%. Oh my gosh. Well, my husband doesn't travel, so that rules out that for me. But my assistant, <laughs> my assistant is pretty strong, so she's she's got <laughs> she's got my back literally. Uh, oh my gosh. Well, so I know we've we've been on for quite a while, so I just want to ask you one last question. Obviously, we're you're going to be coming to the Vero workshop, so we're so excited to have you. So I just want to know like what you're most excited to uh, whether it's to talk about or to see or to shoot or to uh, just in general what you're excited about honestly I'd say the fellowship I really enjoy being with other creatives and I think I probably said something like this at the beginning but I'm really looking forward to it because you know we all have things that we like and we want to improve on and you know, we all get kind of stuck in our own ways. And it's really cool to be able to hear what other people are doing and what's working for them. And just to be able to be in a setting where you can be relaxed to I mean, I know we're I don't know everyone that's listening, to, but the workshop's going to be really cozy, like mm-hmm. we're all staying together in the same place. And I think it's going to be really cool that it's not such a classroom setting. Right. It's like, if you think of something when you think of it, we can talk about it. Right. Um, it's not so much like I'm the teacher, you're the student. It's like we're all here together. Let's hang out. And here's how I do it. How do you do it? And let's all do something together. And, of course, you know, I've got a lot of experience in things, but I'm definitely no – I don't know. I'm not – I guess I can be a resource, but I don't know everything about it. Right. And uh, I just think it's really cool to be able to share and talk shop. And for me, yeah, yeah, absolutely. And especially when you're in your pajamas and just chilling on the couch with a cup of coffee or a glass of wine. And that's what it's about. That's the good stuff. (laughs) Well, Laura, thank you so much for coming on. I really appreciate all of your knowledge and time and laughs and all that good stuff. And um, I can't wait to meet you in person. Uh, coming up so soon and um yeah i i just well, think yeah thanks so much for having me i'm super excited i can't wait to meet everybody and to see you and charleston's so much fun so i think we're gonna have a great time yes we are we are will you enjoy the rest of your evening and i will talk to you soon thanks talk soon bye okay, bye